Hi, this is Bethany, your host of the Random Yogi Podcast, a weekly podcast about holistic living and physical, emotional, and spiritual healing, and of course, plenty of yoga and Ayurveda. We offer bonus episodes each month featuring yoga flows that you can do at home, as well as guided meditations. Thanks for joining us. Hey, listeners, Jennifer and I are talking this episode about herbal things that can help different things. Now, the FDA has made it completely illegal in America to say that anything natural can cure any problem. So we talk about how this might help that. Um, I think there is one spot where I accidentally used the word cure. Please understand that the FDA has made it illegal for anyone to say that natural things that are not patented can cure anything. So in this episode, I hope you will listen, but just understand we are not for legal reasons saying that anything natural that's not patented can cure anything. Thank you so much for listening. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on the show. I love watching your content. I've learned so much from you and I can't wait for listeners to get to know you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So why don't you just start off by telling us a little bit about your journey in becoming this, you know, budding herbalist. Okay. Um, It's all about, it has just been learning. I, I have a hard time feeling like I, I know a lot because I'm really just learning. I see something, I hear something, then I go do my own research and then I try it. Um, I was, or have been born and raised in the Bible belt, the armpit of the South, um, raised and I, and this is not begrudgingly, but raised conservative Christian, you know, my whole life, you don't, you don't question authority. There are things that are satanic and demonic, and there are things that, uh, man, I was scared to even let my mind think about that because I thought, well, if I wonder about that, is that a sin? You know, the last thing I want to do is sin because I'm not, I'm not trying to be bad, but sometimes things just aren't clicking and making sense. I remember being a teenager and um, I have never seen an alien. I've never seen a UFO, um, never had any outer body experience. But I remember telling my mama, mama, how can we say God didn't create another planet and other beings? Why could he be the all-knowing omnipotent and stop with us? And we screwed it up. <laughs> what, what if there's another planet that did it right? You know, and she just looked at me and she said, Jennifer, you know, and, and that was it. She didn't fuss at me or anything. But then I realized that thinking like that was not exactly um, encouraged. So that was many years ago. That's how I was brought up. And I'm thankful for my upbringing. I mean, it's kept me safe. It's kept my head on straight. Um, I feel like I've been able to grow up um, wise. I've got a great family. I have um, my feet are grounded strongly. Um, but back in 2019, I started the keto diet. And that's when I realized I watched a documentary called The Magic Peel on Netflix. And when they started talking about the food pyramid, being completely upside down from how we're supposed to eat 
but because a president had a heart attack, the country panicked and went into no fat, um, you know, taking all the fat and flavor out of everything. But in order to do that, you pump it full of chemicals and, and that's when processed foods came out. And I'm like, wait a minute. People know how we're supposed to eat, but they're telling us to eat the opposite way. Like literally the reason we're all sick is, is what we're putting in. And then I did keto. I said, this is not going to work. I've worked out. I've counted calories. I've lost weight. I've plateaued. The last thing I've not tried is saying no to everything I love. It's the last thing. I'll give it 14 days. And when it doesn't work, I'll say, I tried it. It doesn't work. I did it for 14 days and lost 10 pounds and could have been inflammation, water weight, a little bit of fat. You know, I had family members first thing, you know, knock it down. Well, that was probably water weight. Well, guess what? I'm 10 pounds lighter in water than I was when I started. Something was wrong and now it's corrected. Well, I continued that and um, went to the doctor actually two or three years in a row for my annual checkup. He said, Jennifer, I have no idea what you're doing. I told him, he said, I've never heard of it before. It sounds horrible, but you are in fantastic shape. Your labs are coming back great. So I can't tell you to not do it because it's working. And so then I began telling everybody, you know, our body is built to run a certain way and we are totally sabotaging it. And that's when I started to wake up to maybe we aren't being told the whole truth by the authorities, by the people that we look up to, by the people that I always trusted. Um, why would anybody be out to hurt us or stop us from learning or stop us from knowing different things? So it all started with that diet. And um, then 2020 and the pandemic happened. Once again, I'm raised very devout, faithful, charismatic Christian, okay? And I'm all about being healthy, caring for my neighbor as well. But the church was telling me to be afraid. When in the Bible, 365 times, one for every day of the year, I'm told to fear not, okay? So then here I am because I'm, I'm a firstborn child. I'm a people pleaser. I am a rule follower. I do. I don't ask questions. I do what I'm told. Follow the rules. You know, get people's approval. So that whole thing was crazy for me because my insides were fighting with my insides. Mm. You know, follow the rules. Don't question. Don't buck. Don't fight. Think of your neighbor. Their feelings matter more than yours. Against God is a healer. God has already won. Do not be afraid. Be wise, but do not be afraid. And I'm like, so then I'm when we finally could go back to church, it was still, it was very, very conflicting, very hard for me. That was, but I knew where I stood. I I knew where I stood. I knew how I felt on the inside. Um, so we ended up making a church change, not because, I mean, it was awful. I cried a lot. We had, uh, we started going there when me and my husband got married. So about 11, 12 years we had been going to that particular church. And that was very hard to leave. I loved them, but I could not be taught under fear. I just couldn't do it. And we found this tiny little country church 
it's called Wilderness Church, and it is literally out in the country on a gravel road. And and I knew some of the people. We're a very small town, so I knew the uh, one of the ladies who kept kind of inviting me was my daughter's 4K teacher. I went there, and after years of just, I didn't even know how bad off I was on the inside, how hungry, how thirsty I was. I didn't realize it. I went there, and I, I was almost in shock. I felt like a dried sponge being thrown into a body of water, like I couldn't even absorb it. I was so dry, and it took me a couple weeks to just, you know, people that weren't afraid, people that were bold in God, you know, yes, let's be wise, but I'm I'm not a coward at the same time, you know. Anyway, I found people that kind of aligned with with how I was feeling so 2019 with keto let my mind open up to maybe not everybody has the best for me then we went into the pandemic and how Christians handled that um so it allowed me to also think in that area we're being told some truth but we could be being told some lies too you know I've, I've got my mind open well, in that, I started a TikTok account. I've always had Facebook and loved it. I love music. I love pictures. I love sharing pictures. I love asking questions. I love connecting. To, I'm very nosy. I love reality TV. Let me get in your life for a little bit and let me see what you do. I'll let you see what I do. I, I'm here to, to share. I'm an introvert, so and I'm very busy. I work, take care of my husband. I have one child and she's either in a dance or a sport or something so I don't go out I, I don't have a ton of friends that I actually see every day but if I can see you online and see what you're cooking what you're talking about you know what's your kid doing show me a cute picture and I'll, I'll share you with my have always loved Facebook so I'm like man you can mix picture and video with music I gotta try, I gotta try TikTok, and that, that's when we were all, you know, sitting around bored to death, you couldn't get out and hardly do anything, so about watched everything on Netflix I could watch, so I start TikTok, love it, I mean, I just love, it. once I got in the right algorithm, you know, I loved it, I had a blast, and, um, and then I just started seeing new things that I've never seen before, people going outside, and picking up these little purple flowers that I have a giant patch of in my yard. And they're telling me that that cures allergies or could assist with allergies and anti-inflammatory, anti-fungal, antiviral. You can make a salve, you can make an oil, you can make a tincture. And I'm like, what in the world? That sounds detailed. Let me look that up. Flowers and cheap vodka are you kidding me? That's all it takes. And I've got a patch full of it in my yard. And so I have, my husband hates landscaping, hates cutting grass, hates it. Every summer, it's like, I'll give him two or three weeks. And I'm like, you think you could weed eat or cut the grass or something now? It's getting a little bit out of hand. And he's just, I'm like, yeah, but I, I want it to look good. I want it to look neat. You know, we have old country yard. It's nothing you know, manicured or anything like that. But the more I saw different people, now it's nothing I came up with on my own. I saw other creators saying, look, look at what 
the mimosa tree, the properties that the mimosa flower has. Look at what dead nettle can assist with. Look at these mushrooms, foraging for mushrooms. I'm like, what in the world? So I just start walking around in my yard. And there, there are lettuces everywhere. A mimosa tree, purple dead nettle. Uh, I walked out, I was just sitting in the back backyard one day and I looked down and it was this just this little tiny white flower. And I said, that's gotta be something. It's gotta be something. Everybody does does something. God creates everything with a purpose. Mm -hmm. I, I have this uh, really cool app called the Picture This App. And you can snap a picture of any plant tree, just about anything growing outside, and it'll tell you what it is. And then I always go and back it up with a couple of books, do some online research to hope it's telling me the right thing. Golly, it was something else. It could help with eczema, flushing the lymphatic system. It was called Sticky Willy or Cleavers. And, you know, my daughter suffers from eczema. The stuff in my yard, and then I hear, this is some people's opinion, if it surrounds us, it must be something we need, you mm. know? And people call stuff invasive. Well, the mimosa tree is a natural antidepressant or the mimosa flower. Mood lifter. Well, anxiety and depression is rampant in our country. And I'm like, is it really invasive or is God just trying to tell us something? Mm. You know? So here I go dabbling in making medicine now i've been taught my whole life not really don't do that but it, it wasn't even talked about okay so now i'm using alcohol which is a big no-no to pull medicinal benefits from a plant and i feel crazy <laughs> i feel crazy and i feel like i'm gonna be in trouble when my mama finds it and i'll be 42 in march and I'm like, my mama's going to fuss at me. She's going to be like, Jennifer, what are you doing? But, you know, she <laughs> she hasn't. She she knows I'm not, you know, back here, you know, chugging vodka. And that's what so many people are like. Well, no wonder you feel good on mimosa if you're taking it with vodka. And I'm like, okay, folks, it a dropper full is not even a whole dropper full. Calm down. It, you know, there, there's something to it. And so then, once again, I have this internal battle. Am I going too far? Or did God put all this stuff here for us and the knowledge got tamped out for the almighty dollar? Mm -hmm. Because this takes pennies to make. Mm -hmm. And people are giving me their testimonials. You know, I don't have a testimonial yet because I'm just now trying to make it. So I'll post and be like, Hey, I'm trying this. This is what I read. I mean, there are books with just pages and pages on every plant. And for how many centuries, the smart people in other countries, like the Japanese, have been using this stuff. So I'm trying to be very educated. I'm not trying. To, and, then, and then I'm like, Jennifer, the people you made fun of mentally, the woo-woo hippies, in my mind, had it right. They were the ones that are doing it. Quit putting deodorant on. And I'm like, why would you want to walk around and stink? Why would you want to walk around barefooted? Why would you go out in your yard or in your woods and pick flowers, wash them, strain them for six or shake them for six weeks, keep them dark, strain them. And I, when you can just go to Walmart and buy it off the shelf, why would you go through so, so much work when Walmart's got it for you? Mm -hmm. That's how I used to think. And now I'm like, 
that's how they want us to think. Because, you know, healthy people are not making them a dime. People not going to the doctor are not making the doctors a dime. If I'm not buying it from Walgreens or CVS, they're getting nothing from me. So keep eating Pop-Tarts. Mm -hmm. Well, you'll keep feeding that diabetes. You know, I know one form comes, just comes to you. And one we can give to ourselves. There's a lot of stuff we can, bad stuff we can do on our own. And people don't want to talk about self-accountability. They want to say, oh, I'm broke. I don't have a lot of money. Well, some people are trying really hard and they're broken. They don't have a lot of money. Some people spend all the money they got. Mm -hmm. Some people say, I'm overweight and I just can't do this. And I can't, do, and I got, I got this ailment and I got that ailment, but they won't look back in the mirror that's the hard part and go well how am I eating you know I'm not saying change everything in one day but at least look at ourself and say you know, what am I doing you know it may not be a hundred percent my fault but I'm sure I'm contributing to my woes in in some kind of way whether it be financial physical uh relationships it's not all our fault but we should look back we should quit trying to point and say, what What can I do? Keto taught me that, mm -hmm. you know, I was doing that to myself, but it was because I didn't know. Well, once that knowledge is laid out in front of you, it's, you know, it's up to you what you do with it. And so now my TikTok page has grown. I'm learning. I've been can gardening and canning for about 10 years. I'm learning more things I can do canning the meat reusing lids um the biggest video that i had was the water glassing the chicken eggs um i didn't know that i just saw it on tiktok and thought wow my chickens are going to quit laying in the winter and i would love to have myself a little reserve there i am going to try it and i've did four or five jars a couple jars didn't work but i've got one that on february 26th will have been sitting unrefrigerated for a year and I'm going to do a test run on that ever so often I'll take the lid off mm -hmm. give it a whiff give it a look see um I've had some failures some successes but I'm just learning and allowing myself to think outside the box that I have thought inside for so long and realize hoping still hoping because you know when something's ingrained in you for 40 years you know and you want to do you want to do the right thing I want to be a good person I don't want to I'm not a rule breaker rule bender that's not my personality at all but I also don't want to be a fool mm -hmm. at the same time and it seems to me that there is so much out there around us that God did put there and it's kind of like, okay, try it. The mimosa, somebody wants to try a sample. Here you go. They try to pay me. Don't pay me. I don't even know if it works. Mm -hmm. Don't give it. It literally costs pennies to make. Just take it. That one, people have come back three or four times. I will let them pay me that time to make up for my materials and my mm -hmm. time. You know, the little bit of time it took. But they say it works for them. The dead nettle for allergies. I've had one person come back twice. You know, friends, I'm not out selling. I don't make right. enough. I'm not, I don't need to take on a business. I'm just learning. I want to know 
what I'm supposed to do on this planet. I want to know what all this stuff is around me. I want to know everything I was supposed to know. And they blocked it from me. They hid it from me. They took it away from me and everybody else. I want to grow. I want to learn. Um, I, You know, I'm going to mess up. But I mean, even the stuff you do. I was listening to some of your stuff and I was like, oh, here we go. I was like, Lord, I'm not Catholic, but Lord, help, help me help. You know, the yoga. I've always been taught, Mm-mm, you don't meditate, even though the Bible says. I was too. I, whenever you, and I listened to the witcher, witches and patriarchy, mm-hmm. and it got going, I was like, let me see, just let me see. And then you kind of talked about some of your background. I said, okay, we have some common, mm-hmm. common background there, because I would love to do the stretches of yoga, but my goodness, I've been terrified about the the spiritual part of it and I'm like well what is it me and me and God talk all day long we're gonna talk during yoga I mean Mm -hmm. you know well there's certain forms that I don't know if I put it out on the podcast yet when my best friend and I went through the yoga teacher training there were certain forms of yoga because we're both um devout Christians but there were certain forms that we were like well no absolutely not we're not doing that but yoga as a form of stretching, as a form mm-hmm. of strength training, like my shoulders have gotten much stronger and which is amazing because this shoulder is very, very weak because it was dislocated and had two surgeries mm. 10 years ago. But yoga wow. has finally strengthened that one to where it feels stable in the socket, which it had never felt. So my friend and I are very cautious and wise mm-hmm. about what we get into, but I I'm beginning to do the same kind of waking up that you did and thinking the hippies didn't have it wrong, you know, and all these things we've been taught, it's time to deconstruct and really look at those things. Mm -hmm. And for me, one of the things, and I, I started telling you this before the show, but that I was shocked at, and I need to go back and listen to this video, but it was talking about how for centuries and millennia, you know, we had healers, healing women that used plants and then men became doctors and they used plants. And then it was sometime around, I remember that this video was talking about John D Rockefeller. It was sometime in the great age of the Rockefellers and all this kind of stuff, all this capitalism, which I'm a Christian capitalist, but capitalism Mm -hmm. sometimes does bad things. Right. And I can't remember what his piece in the puzzle was, But he's the one that helped get it passed to where doctors aren't allowed to teach us natural remedies and aren't allowed to be taught natural remedies in their medical schools. And the older practitioners at that time were outraged because that's what they'd been using their entire career because that's all that there was. But pharmaceuticals were just beginning to come out and everyone wanted to capitalize on the profits. And when they made this distinct, this connection for me, I was blown away that dandelions are the superfood of what we call the weed world they have so much like we should literally be eating dandelions daily and they they villainized dandelions at the same time and created Mm -hmm. roundup and herbicides to kill all of the natural stuff so now after years of spraying my yard this year i'm just gonna let it be and see what comes up and i'm gonna plant some dandelions because i know i don't have those anymore (laughs) But all this stuff that, just like you said, it used to be the purple nettle. I know I had Mm -hmm. that. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure I still do, but I've decided, you know what? Forget having a nicely manicured lawn. I want, I want things that heal to come up. 
Right. Yeah. Or things and, that taste good. <laughs> yes, definitely. Either or. And I, I totally last year, I'm sure my husband loves it because we have a we have a big yard, but the front of it's kind of small. And I'm like, Brad, if you just cut the front so it looks neat, not a whole lot grows out there. But you just let the back and the sides go because stuff is everywhere. And I kept, um, I knew about dandelion, but I was almost so overwhelmed with what I was learning last year. I just did a few. So this spring, super excited to do the dandelion flower, the root, throw it on some salads. And the other day here, it's kind of warm here and it's been raining like crazy. So stuff's already starting to bloom. And there's a little dandelion in my yard and I looked down at it real close and there was a little honeybee sitting on oh. it. I mean, very important. I mean, if you want honeybees, which are a vital part to the, the whole system, you need those pollinators and they want us to sit here and get rid of pollinators. And I heard something about, you know, the whole the whole yard thing, the lawn thing. That was just another thing that, you know, make it look like you were affluential or what, you know, you, you've made it if you've got a good lawn that's just grass and you have to go. And, you know, people didn't worry about that stuff years ago, but it was another moneymaker. It was a, another way to tamp out knowledge. So now here we are just spending every nickel and dime and working yourself to death in the heat of the summer, trying to stop nature it just blows my mind. Mm. And we fell for it. I'm like, which generation started it? Who started falling for it? And why? It had to be the convenience. They're like, oh, we're making this easier for you. Mm -hmm. You know, buy it from the store instead of growing it. Buy it from the store instead of forging it. This is so much easier. You know, women work out. Now, I work. I love to work. But I'm beginning to see that we weren't supposed to. There, If I spent all day cooking from scratch, cleaning my home, keeping it organized, I'm not talking about being a neat freak, but keeping it running and organized as I can and should, foraging, milking, getting eggs, you know, while the husband is out working his derriere off, doing his thing, you know, everybody's doing their job. We all have different jobs. But we're all pushing the home, pushing home life forward. And I'm like, no wonder they were at home. They had no time to do anything else. But then, and this is my opinion, we got tricked into thinking we need to go out and make money so that we can pay other women to do what we were doing. Why? It, we just did a circle for nothing. We just went all the way around. Now I'm going to work to pay you to teach my kid. I'm going to work to pay CVS to make that medicine. Now, I'm going to work to pay Foodline, Bilo, Piggly Wiggly to get my produce when mm -hmm. I could have just kept my behind at home and done it more healthy for myself. And it's just all of this. I just feel like the rug has just been pulled out. I don't understand how, where it started, why, but I don't like it. And bit by bit, I'm trying to educate myself because you can't, I can't change everything at one time. You know, I mean, you, it's just, I'll go crazy and, and quit. But a little bit, I'm just trying to learn, you know, I want to do better. I want to be wiser. 
Um, I want to learn about my surroundings. I have a really good friend and cousin. She has always loved stones and crystals and stuff like that. Well, she started talking about me to me about that. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I know where you come from, but you have to know where I come from. Like, to me, that's a no-no. We don't talk about the powers that crystals have and the powers that stones have. Like, that's, I believe there's something to it, but you got to let me ease into that because I feel wrong even entertaining the conversation. That's just how I was brought up. And little bit, she would send me a link here, a link there. And then I started, you know, in my own way, trying to take this in and say, you know, God created the stones. You know, I've always been super interested in Native Americans. I've loved their artwork. I just love looking at them. They are so beautiful as a people um, and how they respect the earth so much. They respect the wind, the ground, the animals. They just respect everything around. Now, are they worshiping the animals? I don't think so. Some but Christians that I know would probably say they're praying to this buffalo or this horse. I don't think so. I think they were thanking God for the thing, the tools, the animals, the way of life that they had. So I'm telling well, Michelle, you bring up a really good point right there, because I know for me, I've got chickens and I've always, and well before this whole egg shortage thing, when I take mm -hmm. their eggs, I always say, thank you today. I had seen um, someone else on TikTok talking about how you can make something called Balm of Gilead from cottonwood buds right now. They're full of resin. You boil them in oil. You can add beeswax to make a salve and it's good for joint and muscle pain and it's an anti-inflammatory. Mm -hmm. And so I don't have any cottonwood trees. So I went to my best friend's house because she has two. And as we're picking these, I mean, they're just dripping with resin. Wow. Um, I still was, you know, I took a whole bunch and I was like, thank you so much tree. Because I Aww. also, I didn't, and I even said to the tree, like, I don't want to take too many because I don't know mm -hmm. what part right, of you this yeah. is supposed to be. So we tried to spread out where we were taking from. Okay. But in my mind, I'm not worshiping that because I was mm -hmm. raised much like you, like crystals mm -hmm. were a no, no any kind of nature worship was you better be very, very cautious. And so as a result, I was always kind of afraid to love nature because mm. God forbid mm -hmm. I accidentally worship something. Right. But right. when I said thank you to that tree today, I wasn't worshiping it, but science is beginning to show that even trees live in family clusters and they send electrical impulses through their roots in the soil to help their other, their fellow trees. And they can wow. send nutrients and bacteria and fungi through the soil to help a sick tree. So when, in my mind, when God created life, he created mm -hmm. life. The tree doesn't right. probably doesn't know what I said, but I do think, and this just occurred to me the other day, just like we can walk into a room and we can sense the energy. If, if there's been mm -hmm. a fight, we know something oh, is wrong, right. you know, yeah. or if someone's crying, we know, even if before we see someone crying, we can just sense it never occurred to me. Someone said to me the other day, what makes you think that nature can't sense your energy when you can sense it, when you're out in nature. Mm -hmm. And so I heard one lady, one yoga teacher, um, and she actually had left the church because she had told a pastor, I feel most close to God when I'm in nature. He said, well, if you really loved God, you'd make sure you were in a building every Sunday morning. And she left the church. And, and but anyway, so when I started thinking about the effect nature has on us, 
I realized I can say thank you to this tree and it doesn't have a brain. It doesn't know Mm -hmm. what thank you means, but it Mm -hmm. can sense my gratitude. I truly believe. And if it, if that helps nurture it so it makes more buds next year for me, why wouldn't I? But that's not worship. I don't think. No. And like, um, I was thinking about the stones. I finally, after months, I let my cousin send me a few that she thought would fit me. And I put them on a little dish and they sit on my nightstand, you know, and I just think really, it's just a reminder for me to be wise, but be open. You're learning. You know, I can't remember what each stone does, but I know there's something to it. And I was thinking of a uh, a Bible verse. It was a TikTok I made. Somebody questioned something. And I was reminded of the verse where God says, if my people won't cry out and praise me, the rocks will cry out. Well, my gosh, what is he trying to tell us right there? You know, of course, they're not going to open their mouth and say something, but they have properties. Mm-hmm. You know, the trees, the plants, the stones. I don't think God created anything without purpose anything by accident we're all here for it to me being efficient is one of my favorite qualities about myself I mean I love to make it make sense and let's let's do it let's get the most out of the day the most out of this action that we can get and I believe that the good Lord is efficient I don't think he just created just gobs of waste just to sit around and do nothing and then I realize all that's sitting around and we're doing nothing with it but he put it there for, I, I can't imagine him looking down and just going, oh my gosh, it's, you know, they have this problem. There's the answer right there, mm-hmm. right there. Open, please open your eyes. Please read my word and see what I meant it as, not what a preacher man, you know, meant it as. Well, and I love that you recently did a TikTok about mimosa trees because I have always wanted one, but my family members were always like, no, those are invasive. Well, once I saw Mm -hmm. yours, I was like, it can invade all it wants. And I'm (laughs) going to tell you something, I'm getting one this year and I'm putting it right in the dead center of my yard and I'm out in the country. So I've got a couple acres, but it's going right in the center. And if it (laughs) invades from there, that's fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Go for it. I mean, a natural mood lifter. And I'm like, what? especially after the pandemic my goodness people I've got people coming to me wanting this stuff because their kids little kids you know eight nine ten are struggling so bad and they're like Jennifer will it hurt them because it's vodka and I say well I've given it to my daughter it's literally a half of a dropper I mean it's not yet they're not walking around buzzed anywhere it mm-hmm. you know and that but I think people are so hungry for something different even like me I didn't know what all I was curious about I didn't know what I was about but I knew there's there's something out there there's something more you know and to me it being very important is that it's from God you know I'm not trying I don't want any extra power I'm not supposed to have I don't want to talk to anything I'm not supposed to be talking to I'm not, that's not what I'm looking for. But if God has it for me, then, and I've been just been taught so hard, I'm going to ease. I'm going to try to use as much wisdom and as much discernment as I can. And, but just welcome. And it's been just in little pieces, little pieces. Mm-hmm. I think the Lord knew what I needed. It started a long time ago with me even questioning why, why would the government push fat-free knowing that it is so bad for us 
when I told people that I was eating bacon and ranch and, you know, green beans and sour cream and cheese and butter, and they just looked at me, that ain't good for you. That ain't good for you, Jennifer. You're going to end up with this and that, and you need to quit. You're getting too skinny. I said, but you didn't care one bit about me when I was eating Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> you didn't care one bit when you saw me with a little Debbie cake. You did not care about my health. But you see me getting healthier. You see me eating different than you, and you're going to be mad at me. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's it's hard to change because the people you love turn around and call you crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, and you just have to wade into, or I've had to wade into it. Well, you know, I think um, it's interesting too because when I did that witches and patriarchy podcast episode, I, my father probably would have been an herbalist. But again, I, I mean, I just thought he was my dad. Like, yeah, I'll take that spoonful of honey and lemon, dad. Now can we go get some Sudafed, you know? Right. Yeah. And the older I've gotten and the more that I've also deconstructed a lot mm -hmm. of my thoughts and beliefs and tried to be more open-minded, the more I've realized how much value and I, how much I wish I could go back to those times and be like, okay, t teach me everything. Um, but it, I think that's why I got interested in that subject besides the fact that a child had asked me something about the the witches burning at the stake mm -hmm. and when I found out that really all they were were healers they weren't they were just women who owned property were healers had plant knowledge probably weren't married or were widowed you know early mm -hmm. in life and those were the women and I and I kind of laugh now and I feel almost like I'm reclaiming something on behalf of those ancient women because I'm like, you know what? I am going to become a healer. And this year, my goal was I was going to grow 12 herbs and teach myself about one herb a month. Well, I've got two bookshelves now full of seedlings. I've got so many herbs at this point. Oh, wow. And I don't even know. I. But let me transition real fast. Your first, the first one I saw of yours and it got my attention and I started following you instantly because I thought you were the smartest person on earth was the sweet gumballs where you said oh, they oh. look like viruses and they cure viruses. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about that? I want everyone to know. Okay. So we call them sweet gum trees here and it's another, you guessed it, invasive they call them trash trees. People can't stand them, but they they drop these little spiky, and we call them gumballs. It, and by the time you see them, they're brown and hard, and you step on them, and they hurt, and they're just annoying. They're everywhere. Well, I saw that inside those, when they're green, before they die, turn brown and fall, when they're still on the tree in green, they contain shikimic acid, which through a process makes a, another chemical that goes into Tamiflu. Okay, I've had a bunch of people get on there and correct me and say, shikimic acid doesn't heal. You got to do this and you got to do that. And I say, well, okay, that's fair enough. I'm not a scientist. But what do we say to all the people that commented, the hundreds of people that commented saying, my grandma gave me this. We drank it every winter. You know, it helped. So something in there helped. Well, I've heard a few times that foods may look like a body part and help that body part like a walnut. It looks like a little brain. It's great for brain health. Okay. And then I saw where this little gumball looks just like the 
the cartoon picture. It's just a cartoon picture, but still, that's the one they put in front of us for two years straight that we were supposed to run from. It looks just like a virus. It looks just like a little coronavirus ball, but you... That's my number one one I'm so excited to try in the spring because I got to work to get to it. They they just don't fall when they're green, but you're supposed to take a, and they're tough little guys. I've got to take a hammer and either bust it up or pliers and cut it up, put it into a jar. And um, they're kind of stubborn. They sit a little longer, eight weeks, but it also blew my mind that it looks like the very thing that it could help. I mean, there are signs everywhere if we'll just look, you know, and, um, but that's just another thing that I saw. And then I backed it up with a couple other people that I think are smart and that I trust. And then I looked in a couple of my books and then I looked up shakimic acid and I'm like, well, if people are saying this worked for them when they were children, you know, a lot of a lot of my followers will be of older generations who actually know what they're talking about. I appreciate that they're there because my generation is the one where we started getting lost and going to the store for everything. I want to hear how y'all got your food, how you cooked it, how you got your medicine. What did grandma do when your ear hurt? Because they didn't have what we have. And those are the people that when I'm doubting myself going, am I really learning something or is this all just cuckoo stuff? But here are people that lived it every day growing up. And they're still here. They're still here today. And some of them are still doing the same practices and, and feeling fine. Well, and that's why I went to the Cottonwood Tree today. It wasn't just that a herbalist had posted it. In her comments, people were like, oh, yes, my grandmother used to put that on my ouchies. And, and mm-hmm. oh, yes, my my grandmother used that for her arthritis. And somebody else was like, that was better than being gay when I would get hurt in my grandmother. And that's what really, I mean, not that I didn't right. trust the herbalist, but when I yeah. saw all these people commenting, I was like, well, if all those grandmothers were using it, then by golly, I'm going to go get those things and make it myself. Yes, testimonials count and they've kind of, uh, you know, guided me. And sometimes if I if I'm like question something and people are like, no, 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 you know, you're close, but you could really hurt yourself. And I'm like, okay. And then I go back and, and read some more, you know, it's all about, I'm not trying to say that I know everything. I'm just learning and I'm enjoying it makes me feel so good that we aren't on this helpless earth you know we we might still have a chance if enough of us you know branch out open our mind just a little bit at a time open our heart just a little bit at the time you know that's how I had to do it I can't take it all I felt like I would have been a backslidden sinner if you would have told me how I think now to two years ago I would have been like Somebody don't let me leave the altar. Somebody put me at the altar and don't let me get up. I'm about to go down the wrong road, you know, but I'm so thankful for where I am. And uh, I'm, I'm really just surprised at the amount of followers I have, but it tells me this is what people are hungry for knowledge, common sense again, the old ways that have almost been forgotten if it weren't for a few folks, my granny taught me how to can. Google and my granny Ruby. I mean, I Googled and Googled and Googled. I was terrified of the pressure canner because everybody talks about them blowing up. Yes, I'm terrified too. And I have one, but I haven't used it yet. I can't figure out, Bethany, how you get one to blow up. 
Really? What were the women doing? What were people doing that blew up their pressure canner? I can't be, unless you turned it on and you just completely went off to watch TikTok for an hour or you went to go take a bath and you left it sitting on your stove. I don't understand. I understand that it, it can get too hot, but you're supposed to sit there and watch it. If it's on 11 pounds of pressure, then you watch your dial gauge. And if it goes up to 13, 14, because it gets hot, then you turn the stove of your eye down a little bit. And then it drops back down. If it looks like it's about to drop down too low, then you turn it back. I mean, I sit and watch mine like a hawk. And wow, the better I got, I learned my stove. You know how if you're baking bread, if you learn your stove, you can almost tell by the smell of the bread when it's done. You know the sweet spot where... It says 350, but it really ain't 350 right there. You got to go up a little higher. Look, once you learn your stove and how it's going to react uh, with your pressure canner. But yeah, if you sit it there and think it's just going to pressure can and you can go walk off and cut grass or do it. Yeah, you're going to blow it up. But if you're sitting there and tending to it like you're supposed to, um, it's going to be fine. And, and I was blessed enough two Christmases ago, my husband bought me an electric canner. He's so over the top. I'm like, well, I have a stove top. I've been doing it for years. Why? But that thing is a Cadillac. It's literally like a crock pot. You, you hit a couple buttons, do a couple. That one, you can turn it on. Once you've done your two or three initial startup step, leave for work. I come back the next day and I got five quarts of beef stew that's done cooled and sealed down in the pot nice it's not quite as attentive as the one on the stovetop because it's regulating the temperature itself on the stove you got to regulate your temperature but i watched a ton of google called my granny over she's in her 80s she's like you no i mean she did everything from from memory and on tiktok it makes me laugh because when I watch the Canon videos, now the new trendy thing is finger tight, finger tight. Just put your ring in. And I'm like, finger tight. My granny cranked the lid down so hard, the jar would seal before we even put it in the canner. Wow. But I said, she was like, it's good. You ain't got, I said, granny, I ain't that trustworthy just yet. I still got the pressure can it. <laughs> and then she was like, okay, do whatever you want to do. But, um, you know, everybody has different ways, but I'm thankful that I had at that time that one link to the past with that firsthand knowledge of, you know, doing it since she, she did it because she had to survive. It wasn't a hobby like for me. It was because she had to. And I feel like now I'm so thankful that I did that as a hobby because now it very well could be more necessity. Mm -hmm. And that's why I want to learn and get books on the herbalism now, because mm. it may be a necessity in our near future. Hopefully not. I would rather just know it and have it and it be convenient and me feel good about it than, oh my gosh, I've got to find a cure for this problem. Well, so, one thing that I, you also did a video on that I greatly appreciate, because one thing I am learning... and. Partly it does come from my dad, the herbalist, because he taught me to question authority. Even though I was raised mm. the way you were, he wanted me to use common sense and question authority. 
And I've really come to a place where you cannot trust what government agencies say. For example, I'm going to have to put a disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast episode because I accidentally, without thinking, used the word cure when we were talking about sweet gum. The Um, FDA has specifically prohibited you literally, no one can say any natural thing cures anything. All you're allowed to legally say is this may help this. Well, if the government doesn't want you saying it cures, that tells me they know it probably does. And it's the same thing with what you recently taught me on one of your videos, because the government has long said you can't can tomato products and you can't can meat. And I was like, but we buy canned meat, we buy canned tomato products. So what is the difference? And you did a TikTok saying there is no difference. Just make sure the pop tops, the top pops. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And like, and canned milk, that's one of the big, I've not tried that one. I want to try that. They pressure canned milk and it's really neat because you just literally bring it up to pressure and then you turn the eye off. It doesn't need to sit there and cook for as long as everything else. And, And people just, They call them pearl clutchers. They just clutch their pearls. You cannot can milk. You're going to kill your family. But we can go by carnation. Mm. Okay. 240 degrees in their factory. I think it's 240 or 210. It's something. There's some temperature that that's the key when you pressure can and, and elevation to sea level all has something to do with it. But that temperature is the same in that factory is that same temperature in my house. And people have been doing it for the Amish still do it. I mean, they water bath everything, which is the longer process of pressure canning. I'm fairly impatient and I just started with a pressure canner. So that's what I do. But if you don't want to buy a pressure canner or if you don't want to start off with the scary pressure canner, they water bath. So what would take 90 minutes for me, I started canning beef stew this year with beef and uh, potatoes. It will take three hours. But it, but the jars are just sitting under rolling, a low rolling bowl. It just takes longer, but it's getting the same thing. It's like time and temperature. They've, they've got to meet this, you know, they've got this relationship. And if those meet, then you're going to be okay. That seal's going to seal. And you'll know if it, if it doesn't, if you can make racket with it, it did not seal. If it's sealed and you pop it open and it stinks. If there's more, and so many people say botulism doesn't have a smell, Jennifer, you're going to kill your family. If you look at the statistics on people catching botulism and people dying from it is absolutely minute. If you catch it, it's extremely treatable. And I mean, you don't want anybody to get sick or die from anything, but sadly life happens, but it, the, the, it's a fraction, and most of the time it's from store-bought stuff. It's not from home canned goods. It's from stuff from the store. And once again, you want me to live in fear. I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not going to. I'm going to try to be wise. I'm sure I'm going to make mistakes. Um, I'm sure I'm going to try things, and, and, and it's not going to work. But I am not going to live in fear of a small fraction of what if. You know, I've been taught a lot of ways and I won't say they were wrong, but maybe sometimes misguided, but that's one that I'm not, I'm not going to live afraid. I'm not going to do, there's too much knowledge out there, you know, and I, shoot, I might hurt myself one day. I don't know. I'm not a daredevil, but I'm sure not going to stay cooped up in a bubble 
and potentially have all this knowledge, this freedom, this health, all that. When everything we're doing now is keeping us sick. Mm -hmm. Why are we not afraid of that? Why are well, we not afraid? And at least once a year, they try to scare people from keeping chickens at home. Oh, there's a yeah. salmonella scale, scare. Right. And I've kept them for five years, never once gotten sick and I only had one bad egg. And I think it had gotten a little crack and I didn't yeah. realize it. So when I cracked it open, it smelled awful. I threw it out. Right. I didn't get sick. Yes. So, but every year <laughs> you get this, oh, don't keep chickens at home. You'll get salmonella. Well, now my dog did because the dog is a small dog and he eats chicken poop. And he had to go to the hospital because he's 12 pounds and he got a very bad stomach virus. I right. do not eat chicken poo, so I don't have a problem. <laughs> Look, common sense. <laughs> don't grow in everybody's garden. <laughs> no. But, you know, mo most of us have a decent amount. You know, we can tread lightly, educate ourselves, and move forward. And I feel like that's, that's all I'm doing. I just want to be, I don't want to be closed-minded even though I never thought I was I realized I was and I don't want to be that um, before we close out one thing I want to tell you I especially appreciate about your content besides just all the stuff I've learned I loved and you referenced it earlier when you um did the egg glass the glass mm -hmm. eggs how do you say it water glassing water glassing the eggs and you pulled it out and you're like, okay, I clearly, these two are going to be bad. We're going to pop it open. Mm -hmm. And you let us see like, this is bad. This one is bad. And here's why this one has a crack. And then the rest of them, you're like, we're eating 30 eggs tonight for dinner That's what we did. because it made it okay for me to try it. And it right. may work. It may not, but you know what, if it doesn't work, it didn't work for Jennifer the first time. Mm -hmm. And it really kind of normalized it in my, even though you have never met me, that's what your content does for me. It gives me the Good. freedom to try new things. So Good. I appreciate your content very much. Please, please, please keep going. Thank you. That makes me feel really good because that's all. I, I don't want to appear like I know everything because I don't. I'm just trying. And I think everybody should just try. I mean, if it's something you're interested in, try it. I mean, you're going to mess up. I mean, you're. I had a stinking jar of eggs one time. I mean, it was bad. I had to walk across the road with it, but I learned. Mm -hmm. I learned and thank God I have chickens that laid more eggs because those were not usable, <laughs> but we'll keep going. So tell everyone what your handle is on TikTok if they'd like to follow you. Okay. You can find me at jcat, that's J-C-A-T underscore 2020. Okay. Do you have any other public social media besides TikTok that you'd like people to know about? Well, uh, you can find me on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Jennifer Cathcart, but TikTok is the most active and the most fun one. So if you find me there, you've about found the whole show. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on today. I appreciate your time and I appreciate your energy and just so much that I've learned from you. Thank you. I have so loved it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening this week. I appreciate each of you so much and I would love to connect with you. So number one, we're doing a free giveaway. If you will review this podcast, screenshot your review and post it on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok and tag me in it, you will be entered to win a $50 Amazon gift card. This drawing is good from now until the end of April. So the first week in May, we'll be having the drawing for the $50 Amazon gift card. 
Again, you can screenshot your review and just post it to social media, tagging me in it. So I can be sure to enter you into the drawing on Instagram. You can find me at the random Yogi podcast on Facebook and TikTok. I'm at the random Yogi. Also, please connect with me on social media because I do go live at least once a week to try to connect with listeners live. Again, thank you so much for listening. And if you've enjoyed any of our episodes, please tell one friend about us. Thank you for joining us this week. Please support the Random Yogi Podcast at patreon.com to get bonus content and merchandise. Please join us again next week. And thank you for listening. Thank you.